Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Good morning for Every Day is Earth Day. Today we have Stephanie Dorman. She is the National Program Director for Recharge America. She's out in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing great. So you are located in Pennsylvania. Is that the national headquarters for Recharge America? It is not. Actually, Recharge America works very closely with Reach Strategies, and they are located in California. However, we have programs running in Minnesota and in Massachusetts for Recharge America, and we have employees in those states working very closely with those programs. Well, what exactly is Recharge America? That's a very good question. Recharge America is a nonprofit with a main focus on reaching rural and low-income communities with education and electric vehicle test drive events. Since we started this program, we've actually started to work on a tiered approach. So after we come into your community with some education and the test drive events, we'll work on some regional events, we'll be working on workforce development, and we'll be helping communities to really develop a plan to get some of the infrastructure money that's available into their community to build up the charging stations that are needed to continue to grow electric vehicle use. Are you located then throughout the United States in different capacities? Right now, we currently have programs in Minnesota and Massachusetts with the goal to be in every state. My personal goal is to be in five states minimum by the end of this year. How did Minnesota get to the front of the line? Uh, That's another great question. So Recharge Mankato actually is kind of the birthplace of Recharge America. And we have done three different test drive and education events with, with Mankato. And with that, it's just become a model for other cities and states to use. And we really do focus on the rural and low-income communities because we don't want anyone to get left behind in the electrification process. Most uh, cities and our, our bigger areas, they're going to have the infrastructure that they need to bring electric vehicles into their communities. But as always, the rural communities don't always get the funds that they need And they're kind of overlooked. So it's our job to really come into these communities, help to educate and help to bring that infrastructure into their communities so that nobody gets left behind. And in the process, really bringing up economic equity within each community. Is there a backstory to how Mankato became the birthplace? Was there someone in particular that is credited with starting this? So uh, we actually work very closely with the Olsef Foundation, and they have the connections with Mankato, and that's really how it started. And then they just loved what we did so much with them after the first year that they kept coming back. And we are hoping to keep moving forward with them in other capacities. Wonderful. What is the state of electric vehicles in the U.S. now? So electric vehicles are really coming around. Um, I remember when things really first started. I am new to this role as the National Program Director, but my job has always been in energy efficiency. And I believe I started educating students and youth groups probably about 10 years ago about electric vehicles. And it has just changed so much. And there are so many electric vehicles on the road today. 
And really what our focus needs to be right now is building up the infrastructure that we need to bring more electric vehicles into our communities uh, to really help the air become a little bit cleaner for everyone. And we also need to work on strengthening the grid so that we can handle all of the infrastructure needed to charge the electric vehicles. I think what we're going to see coming up in the next couple of years are a lot more manufacturer jobs coming into the United States because the new infrastructure bill requires that so many components of an electric vehicle be uh, produced and made within the United States. And with that, we're going to have to build up the jobs for that. So a really big focus right now needs to be on getting those jobs into the United States and building up the workforce to help this grow. So right now, do you know how many EVs, electric vehicles, are out there throughout the states? So as of right now, there are over 2.5 million battery or plug-in hybrid vehicles in use across the United States. And that number continues to increase every year. We're finding that a lot of car manufacturers and car dealers are able are starting to be able to get the cars in and get the parts in to have the cars available and I think that's going to continue to grow. Um, the rebates that are available, are they're still available through March, and then it changes a little bit. And we do have some information about that on our website. And, and that's something that to definitely keep on top of. I believe in 2024, it will actually start that rather than submitting uh, the information to get a rebate back from the government or to get a tax break on your taxes at the end of the year, you actually will get that money off of the car at the time of purchase. Now, you mentioned a website. What website is that? Our website is recharge-minnesota.org. Okay. How far have electric vehicles come? Because, you know, there's all the people that have heard things in the past that they have problems and they don't go very far. I know that range is was always an issue. And how are we yeah. coming along in all of those worries that we've had in the past? Are they some still there? Have some been taken care of? Yeah, so there's definitely still some anxiety around range. And that's part of what Recharge America is trying to do. As you are traveling across the country, you're going to start seeing what I'm seeing really is an uptick in the gas stations and the truck stops putting in charging stations. And they're going to become almost like mini shopping malls with fast chargers where you can charge your vehicle within an hour, sit down with your family, grab a meal, and have a little break from your driving. However, in the rural areas, that's where we're really focusing on because we want the EV infrastructure to really be coming into these rural areas to reduce the range anxiety that people have. Every year, I mean, technology is amazing. I started this job in November, and there is already stuff that I created for documents in December that's out of date because technology just advances that fast. So each year, as we learn more and more about electric vehicles and how they really work, the battery range is increasing, and we're able to see that range anxiety really decrease for people looking to purchase an electric vehicle. What are out, out there now as far as electric vehicles, if somebody's looking, do they still have the hybrids or are they fully electric or what? what's out there? I don't even uh, have there an idea. There's everything. Okay. Yeah. So there are hybrids, there are fully electric vehicles, there are trucks, there are SUVs, there are small cars, small compact cars, just about anything you can think of. And what we're really starting to see right now is a move 
uh, to electrification in fleet vehicles. So trucks for deliveries and school buses and buses for transportation. So everyone is really moving and embracing this move toward electrification. So when you say fleet vehicles, are we talking semis or are they not able to use this sort of technology? They are working on semis as well. So that is another thing I believe we'll start seeing. And that's why I think we'll continue to see an increase in charging stations at truck stops and gas stations on your major highways across the country. So in terms of the, you mentioned the rural areas, so some people may want, prefer then to use a, a hybrid because then they know they'll still have the option to get gas instead of just electric. Is that, mm-hmm. do you think what's going to be more a popular choice for some? Yeah, I think right now, if you are still in a rural area or you still have that fear, that is definitely a good path to start on. And that will help you to become more comfortable with an electric vehicle. I know, too, moving forward, that the incentives for rebates on electric vehicles will include used vehicles. So as people are purchasing the hybrid vehicles and then deciding, you know what, I want to make that jump to fully electric, they'll be able to sell that. And other consumers will be able to try out the hybrid vehicle by purchasing a used one and get a rebate on it. Now, you're in Pennsylvania, which is also cold, and Minnesota, as you know, gets very cold. So, of course, (laughs) batteries do do not do well in the cold, and I think that's another thing people think, well, there's no way that it's going to work here because it's so cold, with the exception, of course, the summertime. So how do you respond to that argument? Yeah, I think that's always going to be a concern for everyone. Um, What a lot of utilities currently are doing is working with their consumers to put in the charging stations at their home and working with them to be able to charge them on off-peak hours so that they're charging overnight when they're not in use and they're fully charged. But the more we can get the infrastructure in, the easier this is going to be. And I think, too, another thing that needs to happen is really a focus on advancing the technology so that the cold or the extreme hot isn't going to affect the batteries that it is current, the way it is currently. And that has improved, hasn't it, over the years? Yeah, that has improved greatly. Uh, I think we'll continue to see that. What we really have to watch is just the ever-changing weather. I feel like our weather is so unpredictable yeah. anymore that, um, you know, our, everyone that's working on these is really just going to have to find ways to make the batteries that can adjust to no matter what the temperature is. And some would say that, you know, this electricity, clean energy to run your car, but what about the the way that it's produced? Some Some electricity is produced by burning coal or other things like that, so it's mm-hmm. technically not clean energy? Or how do you look at that? Yeah, so uh, there is still electricity produced by non-renewables. I know I just read an article this weekend that there's another push to move um, toward uranium and nuclear power because it burns clean, even though it's non-renewable. So we're going to continue to see our non-renewable materials used to generate electricity. But as the cars are out on the road, they're not actually producing the emissions that are regular combustion engine vehicles are. So that's kind of where, you know, that electricity is not always clean, but we are working toward a more clean and green form of energy every day. 
I think the overall goal in moving toward electrification is to find ways to store the renewable energy. Mm-hmm. So better ways to store solar, better ways to, to store wind. That way we can move away from using non-renewables at least a little bit more so that it can be more green. And what about the batteries, used spent batteries? The concern, I know there's that out there that, that they produce a bunch of waste that's not good for the environment as well. So how is that being addressed? Actually, I know that two companies, and I think one is in the Midwest, just received a grant because they have figured out how to recycle most components of an electric vehicle battery. Mm. And that, again, is just further proof of these emerging technologies so that we can get to a point where we're able to recycle the components of our electric vehicles and not harm the earth even more. When we started chatting earlier before we got on the phone we had talked about uh, how Recharge Minnesota is working with Minnesota State University, and I wanted to chat with you a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. What is that partnership all about? Yeah, so we are having a symposium at the Mankato campus, Minnesota State University. That's on March 22nd, and we're inviting students and faculty from the university to attend, and we do have some comp tickets and some scholarships available So I can give my contact information at the end of this so that anyone that's interested in attending can reach out to me and I can get you set up with a ticket. That is going to be a full day event where we're having discussions around equity as far as electrification goes. We also have roundtable discussions happening around opportunity, access, and innovation. And part of that discussion involves having design-ready controls come in and discuss the plans that they put in in Albert Lee that has created a number of jobs as far as developing components for electric vehicles. And we really want to get the doers in the community together so that we can all discuss how we move forward in this. So we talk about things, some of the challenges that we're facing, but how we've worked to resolve that and how we can work together to continue to move forward in this direction of electrification, including workforce development. What is an Albert Lee? I I wasn't aware of this. What's it called and what does it exactly do? Yeah, so an Albert Lee uh, Design Ready Controls has opened up a factory there. And it's kind of at the the corner of two major interstates, which is a perfect location. And they have started working with Riverland Community College to partner with them to really get the students there and some of their current employees trained. And they have added over 100 jobs just to that facility and their goal is to continue to add every year. So it really is a great model for how electric vehicles and the components that go into electric vehicles can really develop jobs in an area and help bring about economic equity. Are you also working, you mentioned Riverland, of course, part of the Minnesota State system. We have an automotive program here at Minnesota State. Any talk of working with this organization here in terms of the automotive engineering folks? Yeah, I would love to start those conversations. I am looking to have a a complete workforce development program set up for Recharge America by the end of this year, where we're really going into these communities, not just with these test drive and education events, but working with them to bring jobs into the area and to train the people living in the community so we can bring about economic equity. 
So it sounds like this could be kind of a, a big deal and bringing it to southern Minnesota yeah. is, I guess, you've got the folks who have the interest to do that because I know tomorrow there will be a session put on by the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. It's a forum that they do by Zoom. And you're also going to be talking mm-hmm. there about this topic. Yes, and I'll be covering everything that we discussed today, including some numbers on how electric vehicles have grown, how we compare to some other countries, and how we can really get ahead and be one of the leading countries in this whole movement. Who should attend this event then at the university? You mentioned students and faculty. Are there others in the community just everyday people that may just want to learn more is on uh, March 22nd in the Centennial Student Union Ballroom from 8 to 5. Is that kind of thing that would be of interest to anyone? Yeah, I think anyone that is working in electrification or in electric vehicles or in green energy or anyone that has a general interest in that and helping us to move this mission forward would enjoy what we have in our discussion topics. We also have an entire hour dedicated to participants. So we work with a number of participants within Minnesota. And with them, they were able to submit videos to tell us all the amazing things that they accomplished in 2022. And we're so excited to showcase just improvements that they've made in their facilities, fleets that they've added to their workforce and and the electrification measures that they're really putting in place. Because how this is going to grow is from leaning on each other and learning from each other. So what is the ultimate goal? Do you hope that folks network and come together to do something else after the symposium? Or is it just to learn mainly? So our day will be spent learning and having discussions. And then we do have a networking event at the very end of the day. My goal is to get all of the doers into a room so that we can all start to have that conversation and see who we can work with and how we can partner together to move forward in this effort to really mobilize Minnesota. Do we need more legislation to keep things going, or are we pretty set that way? I think we will always need more legislation. I think we're off to a really good start with some of the money that has been dedicated to bringing electrification and electric vehicles I think we need some more guidance on that and ways that we can really help move forward. I think the focus really needs to be on these environmental justice communities and our low-income communities and really working on developing the workforce to help with improving what we have currently in place. Workforce, I think, is going to be key. You mentioned several times you've talked about the equity issue and the environmental justice. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. So a lot of our communities we find are just being left behind. Our goal is to make sure that nobody is left behind. However, our low-income communities, our communities that have people speaking different languages, our communities that don't have the number of jobs that they really need surrounding them in order to get out of poverty. And that's really where our focus needs to be because At this point, electric vehicles are not affordable for everyone. But if we can bring jobs into communities and if we can train people to help grow the infrastructure around the electric vehicles, we're really bringing them out of poverty and helping them to have that economic equity to continue to move forward and not get left behind. And the only way we can really continue to grow the infrastructure around electric vehicles is to have the people who are able to put in the infrastructure, 
if we don't have the electricians, if we don't have the people able to work on the cars and to repair them, we're not going to make it very far. As a nation, Stephanie, do we have enough infrastructure in some places and not some at all in other places? Or or what's the distribution like? Yeah, I think it's a very uneven distribution. And that's part of Recharge's focus. And that's that's why we're going into rural and low-income communities, because they are the communities that tend to get left behind in everything. And we really don't want that to happen in the electrification process. So when you say come into these communities, does that mean establish plants like they have in Albert Lee? Or how do you mm-hmm. how do you get there? How does that happen? Yeah, so our whole process, we are starting with the test drive and education event. And that's really where we kickstart our efforts. And from there, our goal is to move into regional events so that we're working with several communities kind of within an hour, hour and a half of each other so we can have a larger format of an event and inviting not just test drives and people to come in to experience that, but inviting our participants and anyone else in the area that have jobs available, allowing interviews to take place, and working with our colleges to make sure that we are able to identify people and get the right training to go into these positions. From there, we want to work with communities on helping them to develop actual written plans to bring some of the infrastructure dollars into their community in order to help them grow that infrastructure within their community. And if we're helping them with that, then we need to help them with the workforce so that as they're getting the money in to put in the charging stations and get the electric vehicles in place within their community, they have the people that can help put in the charging stations, help to work on the charging stations, help to do the community planning, help to work on the vehicles should something break. We really need to have a whole plan in place for every community that we go into. You mentioned the test drive and education events. Are those any of those scheduled? I know I've seen them in the past around here. I'm just curious if you're doing all this in the Mankato area coming up a couple weeks, if you're doing some of the test drive and education stuff as well. Yes, we have an event set on May 6th in Albert Lee. That one should be a very big event. It's actually set up at the Design Ready Controls building. We're excited to have that event started, and we just got into the planning process with Elk River, and that event will take place on August 5th. So May 6th will be the test drive. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. But the other stuff, I just want to reiterate, we're uh, coming to the end of the interview here, but on Friday, March 10th, that's tomorrow, the Zoom only, talking all about electric vehicles with Stephanie Dorman of Recharge America, who we're chatting with now. And that's by Zoom, so you register in advance on the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. And they have a website as well as a Facebook, and I think you can do it right from there. And then, of course, the other one, which is a day-long event, is coming up on March 22nd. That's Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. How do you register for that? You can actually register for that through our website, and that is the recharge-minnesota.org. Okay, anything else you think is important for folks to know about electric vehicles or what's happening? I think at this point, everyone really just needs to be open to learning more and taking advantage of these test drive events that we have to get in the vehicle and see what it's really like and come out and speak to us and ask your questions and share your fears so that we can talk through them with you. Well, thank you so much. We've been chatting with Stephanie Dorman, who is the National Program Director for Recharge America. And I assume you'll be be here as well next week. Yes, 
I will be there for the Mobilizing Minnesota Symposium. I will be at the Albert Lee event, and I will be in Elk River. Very good. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union. With two locations in Mankato since 1934, it pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.